All right, so I want to welcome today Young Kim, Katie Evans, Casey Pack to Happy at Work. And this is a podcast all about positivity in the workplace, bringing happiness into the workforce, empowering workers. And our, our guest today, well, you know what? We'll just hand it off. And maybe Young, you could share a little bit about Wanaloo, what you do, what's going on. And we'd lo love to hear your story. Yeah, happy to. And thank you for having us here. Um, so Wanolo is a marketplace that connects companies with workers uh, through our technology. Um, we primarily focus on uh, industrial uh, job types. So what you may traditionally consider to be blue collar type work. Um, and we were founded in 2014 and we've been growing ever since then. And we are incredibly proud that we have provided millions of job opportunities to those that are underserved. Um, and we continue to uh, working hard on, um, you know, providing more job opportunities and financial opportunities for uh, these workers out there. About how many people on your platform? So we have over a million uh, workers on our platform. And is that kind of a steady thing? Because people will take a gig here and there like on a, a daily basis, weekly basis? How, do, how does that work? Yeah, it's really flexible. And, and our main premise is that it provides flexibility that you know, many of these workers didn't uh, necessarily have in the past in the traditional model. So uh, we have workers that engage with us on uh, episodic basis, so as they need. Um, so they may have a part-time job somewhere like at Target or Walmart and they will use Bonolo to supplement uh, the remaining uh, week uh, as they need it. We have also uh, workers that use Bonolo as a, almost on a full-time basis. They may have different um, schedules or different types of jobs. So they may have um, you know, jobs with Coca-Cola one day, you know, HelloFresh another day, but they use Bonolo on a 40 hours a week type basis. And then we have workers anywhere in between. Uh, some workers may engage with us, you know, very actively for a week, and then they may travel the next, um, you know, week and then come back again. Um, so it's a really flexible platform. And what kind of are there any personas that you've noticed uh, on this the type of people that are coming to your platform looking for work? Any insights there? Yeah, we have, uh, so we do extensive uh, study and, and research on what types of, um, you know, people or workers are drawn into a platform like ours. And we have, you know, internally, you know, four to five different personas that we, we think, think about. Um, and obviously there are, you know, um, types of workers, as I described, that are really, um, you know, valuing having consistency of work you know, I want to make sure that I have 40 hours a, a week work plus more to make sure that I can provide uh, steady income. But also we have uh, types of uh, workers that really value uh, certain passion in their lives. Maybe they want to pursue their acting career or, or musician career. Uh, and because those you know, types of career require you know, inflexible or unpredictable job you know, needs or schedules, they want to make sure that they can accommodate their flexibility as well. Um, and from the demographic perspective, I mean, all, all types, um, obviously, uh, given the nature of the work, the blue collar work, um, majority of, the, majority of the, the, the workers that we focus on are 
those that are currently making you know less than fifty thousand dollars a year, and that we want to make sure that you know they 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 have uh, they feel empowered to um, you know leverage the flexibility and freedom that they can have through Wanolo. Uh, but from the age perspective, it's a you know wide spectrum of group from anywhere between eighteen to you know seven years old. We have a lot of retired uh, workers that want to you know have supplemental income and they miss working so they will come back to work through Winolo. We have a lot of working um, you know stay-at-home parents as well. They want to you know have additional income opportunities after you know they drop off kids and then before they have to pick up kids from school and in between that time they will use Winolo to have additional income opportunities. So I also want to uh, give Katie an opportunity to introduce herself and talk a little bit about your role. Sure, absolutely, happy to. Thanks for having us here. Um, my name is Katie Evans-Reber and I am the Vice President of People at Winolo. Been with Winolo um, sort of since we were, I think a little little baby company and so, and uh, super excited um, as we were growing up into a, um, the later stage, um, yeah. So I have a, a question for you, Katie, because at, in your role as Vice President of People, you are probably constantly thinking about how to make the employees within your organization happy. And then I'm sure you're also seeing certain trends through your platform. So what are um, what are some of those trends? What are some things that you that you do as an organization that you feel really work? And do you see um, that being reflected in what you also hear in, in the data that you collect through the participants in the platform? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Um, at Winolo, um, on the people side, we really focus on um, six different pillars. So candidate recruiting, and it, it's a little bit of alliteration, so excuse me, but it's um, a candidate recruiting, connection, communication, continued growth, um, and um, yeah, there, there are a couple of other ones, but the one that I, I think um, that uh, we really love to focus on is celebration. And, and I would say that that's something that we see um, throughout the platform as well. So we see uh, Winola Wars coming together and celebrating each other um, uh, for doing the work. We've got a couple of cool features um, on, our, on our platform where they can connect and um, uh, and take pictures of each other as they, you know, complete the jobs. And um, we've got folks internally that work with the Winolowers outside that do, you know, awesome events that bring them all together. So we really focus um, internally on that connection and that celebration um, pillar. And, and I definitely see that um, throughout the platform as well. I love the celebration side, Katie. And I'm curious if there's any differentiation or different kinds of celebrations that introverts versus extroverts versus ambiverts like to enjoy any differentiation for those yeah that's a that's a great question so um i think over the course of the pandemic if you will as we've become like a remote company uh that's something that we've really really um dug into and um internally have identified you know several different archetypes of employees and have really tried to create um, connection moments for each of those folks. For example, in the morning, we have um, what I consider to be one of the greatest things that we do for our culture. We've got a, a daily standup that we do on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And that really brings everybody um, together internally um, to talk together for, you know, just 15 minutes in the morning, but it allows everybody to feel like, you know, they're in, in a 
you know, not an office environment, but in a, in a connection moment where we are all coming together. And some of us are starting our day on the West Coast. Some of us are just about to have lunch um, on the East Coast, but it's, it's just like a wonderful moment where we all um, come together for a moment of connection um, during the week. Um, but when we structure events and, and things like that, we try to do events um, some where we do a craft or uh, some where we do, you know, more extroverted types of things, but it's, it's definitely something that we really focus on. Great. Thank you. If I may, um, can I chime in on one thing? Because there's something that Katie said that is really, really emphasized at Winolo, which is the keyword uh, connection. Um, and, and if you were to spend a day at Winolo, you will hear the word connection quite often. And um, related to that is, is the term level five. Um, and there is a social um, uh, scientist um, you know, study done around like, how do you ultimately create connection among human beings, whether you're introverted or extroverted. And um, you know, the study basically lays out five levels of communication, you know, level one being like surface level, like, you know, hey, how are you? Good, you know, thank you. Like that's level one. And then level five being like, really, really being like, opening up your heart and, and being like vulnerable and being okay with it and you know accepting that and taking a risk uh, and we push a lot on that um, and I think you know us uh, being conscious about um, you know encouraging each other to get to level one and truly connecting with each other in our day-to-day -day, uh, lives like as we work on you know solving very difficult problems um, I think that really helps you know connecting with each other and, and building a type of culture that we want, whether you're introverted or extroverted. And how do you get people to have enough psychological safety where they could engage in a level five conversation? Like I just lost my dog and I can't sleep. And some people may not wanna share that sort of vulnerability. How do you make them feel safe? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I think people approach in different ways and everyone has different comfort level, right? Some some may not, you know, for some people, it may take a while to really like open up and, and opening up and being vulnerable doesn't mean that you, 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 you just talk about like, you know, uh, sad events in your life. It could be about like something that you are really proud of, uh, but you're kind of hesitant to talk about it. So it, it, it has many different spectrums. So uh, the way we give um, our teams, we, we call our internal team whammies. Uh, our, you know, the, the way we do that, um, you know, it, always starts from the top. And, and so like, for example, what I do is that I, I'm the first one to go about, you know, sharing that. So, you know, maybe there, there is a day when, when I'm not feeling motivated, but I, I know that I have to come across as inspirational and, and motivating to the rest of the team. I'll say it as is that, hey, you know, team, like I know that we have to hit the monthly goal and I know I have to go out there and then fire you up, but today I'm just not feeling that way because of X, Y, Z reasons. And when I open up and then say it, then I think uh, the rest of the team, uh, depending on their comfort level, like they understand that, hey, this is the tone at the company and that this is very, very okay to express exactly how you're feel feeling and what you're sitting with. Um, and then that's that can be observed across all leadership team members. And I think it trickles down. It's, um, it's really, first of all, congratulations, because I think that's really amazing that your company 
offers that type of support um, for your employees to be able to communicate and be vulnerable and, and be expressive that way. Um, and as Michael said, that, that's hard for some people to do. So one of the major themes that's come across in all of our conversations that we're having through the podcast is empathy. And um, that seems to be a real key <laughs> term, although I think different leaders have different uh, interpretations of what empathy means and, and how you actually build that skill set. So I'm just curious as to how do you build the skills to help people move up each level? And do you find that empathy is one of those kind of key pillars, or I, I don't want to call it a pillar because you already have six pillars, uh, but is, do you find that that's like a, a core component of um, the way people can really uh, help achieve that level five communication? Absolutely. Yeah, I just cried earlier. Yes. Young, why don't you go first? No, no, please, Katie, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, I think at Winolo, first off, we're super fortunate. I mean, we're a completely mission-driven company. And as you know, Young was talking about our mission to serve um, this group of like underserved workers. And so I think the folks that sign on um, to Winolo come loaded with empathy. Um, and so we're fortunate in that way, but I definitely see, you know, other companies that, um, need to build it actually as a, as a skill set. Um, I think for us, we do a lot around normalizing. So we normalize, um, not only the flexibility for, uh, the workers on our platform, but also internally as well. So um, you take flexibility plus like the ability to be level five in the encouragement um, to be level five and you get empathy. That's essentially what it is. It's, it's empathy for the situation that perhaps is happening at home for, you know, maybe the reason work is not getting done on the timeline or maybe, um, you know, just somebody's having an off day. And so um, I think at Winola, you know, we're really just fortunate to have a group of really compassionate, um, empathetic folks focused on um, this mission, which I, I think like really helps. Um, we do a lot around um, leadership development, obviously, and empathy um, is a topic that um, is always um, sort of like uh, talked about in that context, you know, along with the other skills of like influence and, you know, maintaining connection and um, coaching and feedback and um, those types of um, components. Katie, I love all this. I'm curious if all the things that you're, these goodies that you're giving to members of Winolo, uh, if you've considered or are already doing it for the people who are looking for jobs on the platform, because a lot of them have challenges with getting a GED or getting, you know, an affordable education, childcare, housing. I mean, the, the, the list goes on. I'm curious if there's any other things that you're doing to support them that may make them more loyal to the platform. Yeah, we have a wonderful program um, called Winolo Up um, and a companion program called Winolo U um, that is really geared at um, increasing life and um, essentially broad work skills um, across the folks that work on our platform. Um, so anything from, you know, um, wh what are some of the types of classes on Winolo U, uh, Young? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's both uh, skill-based and then, um, you know, more... Um, you know, intangible things uh, that we talked about. So skill-based would be anything from, you know, how do you continue moving up in the ladder in your career? So gaining uh, additional skill sets, like for example, forklift types of skills. 
intangible part would be, you know, how to um, properly interview or how to like come across as like professional at workplaces. Um, because if you if you engage with these workers, no one has. I mean, for for people like us, we have many uh, years of training and and resume refinement and interview skills that we have gained that we have been exposed to a lot of that. But a lot of the uh, blue collar workers, they never had those opportunities. So uh, they just don't know that it's not okay to um, use certain words at workplaces or it's not okay to show up in, I don't know, flip flops, like all these things that they, they just were not like uh, instructed that way. So uh, we tried to educate them on, on those intangible part as well. That's interesting. So, so you sometimes, and this is why I'm so glad to speak with you folks, because oftentimes we'll talk about white collar knowledge workers, desk workers, and unfortunately, sometimes, as you call it, you know, underserved people, they just get to say they don't get enough recognition. Um, in terms of going back to empathy a little bit, I just a couple of things I wanted to ask you is with Omicron spreading, a lot of these people I imagine are in person, right? Warehouses, fulfillment centers, restaurants. How, how is life for them? Are they scared? Are they worried? Or you know, what, what, what are they going through? I mean, absolutely. It's, it's definitely on, on our mind. And you know, it's, it's, it's a daily discussion that we have internally is how do we ensure that um, you know, one of the lowers that are on the platform are, are staying safe and uh, making sure that they feel like you know, they, they can um, balance between um, being healthy and safe, and then also their obligation to you know, make additional income uh, for their families. And it is something that you know, we, we are actively working through and you know, making sure that that can be balanced. But you know, the, you know, what you said is it, it's, it's, it's a real issue. A lot of them are lacking uh, resources for childcare. Um, you know, they just don't have the means or you know, a lot of times um, they have to rely on public school systems, but some of the public school systems are closing. Not allowing, yeah, closing, Still, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's a real problem that um, we, we have to address and we're working actively with companies that we're working with and then also internal team uh, to ensure that the needs of the workers are met. So do you see, Young, on your platform as a microcosm, because you keep reading about the quits rate, I think it's about 4 million people quit last month. Do you think a large part is because you don't have the childcare? So if you have people on your platform and let's say you have a single mother with a couple of kids, what do you do? And especially here, let's say in New Jersey, we were talking about this earlier, um, the schools are closing. So is, do you find that like a big issue? So if somehow the government was able to put in some sort of help with childcare that that could really boost employment and help out? I absolutely can. And it's a real issue, right? Uh, so the, um, you know, childbearing or staying home parents, you know, uh, mothers and fathers, childcare is a real issue. That's, um, that becomes, you know, uh, a, a, a real barrier for them to return to work. Um, so one of the ways that we're trying to solve that problem is by providing even more flexible jobs so that you know, they don't have to worry about, oh, you know, I cannot commit to five days a week um, every single day because I, I don't know what my childcare situation is going to be. And we offer them that, hey, don't worry about that. You know, if, if you can figure out the childcare today, then we can pro you know, provide job opportunities for you. So don't stress about that. So, you know, giving them that flexibility, you know, alleviates some of those tensions. But yes, like if there is a way that 
you know, the government or there are programs that can uh, help with the childcare for especially those types of parents. Uh, it can it can solve a lot of the uh, return to work type problems. So, young, some of the uh, customers that you have, let's say like the Amazons and the Hello Freshes, uh, obviously they're going to get the pinch first when they don't have enough workers because of a childcare issue. Are you hearing them trying to find any solutions to that? Because they're the first ones hit. You hearing anything? Yeah, I I, I do hear about uh, you know how they are trying to provide more um, you know on the job childcare resources, um, and you know I don't know how far they are with that, uh, but at the same time you know you know if you were to the it's almost like a uh, you know, virtual cycle, even if you were to provide a lot of childcare facilities, like the uh, on-site places, um, childcare uh, workers are also, you know, hard to find. Yeah. So uh, what we are seeing is like, it's impacting both ways. Um, and yeah, it, it's, not an, uh, it's not a simple problem. One of the, one of the questions or trends that we have been seeing. And I actually heard this anecdotally from a friend of mine who is a nurse at a local hospital. And she actually went in and, and quit last week because temporary nurses and travel nurses were coming in making double what she was making. And she, her perspective was there's no reward for loyalty to stay. So she actually quit and then they hired her back with double the salary, um, you know, rather than trying to, to work it out. Are you, what, what kinds of trends are you seeing with temporary workers and people migrating to your platform perhaps because, um, you know, staying with an organization and showing a, a level of loyalty is not paying for them. And if they were to move and look for temporary work, it actually pays a much higher rate. Are you seeing anything like along those lines, Young? Uh, we definitely hear uh, similar, uh, you know, stories. Um, not all, but yes, there are certain areas that we are hearing that. And I think, um, and then Katie, please chime in. And I think we are seeing that even, um, you know, outside of the Winola platform, where, um, you know, for certain knowledge, you know, workforces like it's actually, you know, from the pure income perspective, it's better for them to quit and, and rejoin because the new, new employees are actually getting paid at, at a higher rate than the existing employees. And there have been a lot of news articles that have been released uh, recently about that too. Katie, I mean, I know you have been thinking a lot about this. Yes, I mean, I, I think with the, along with the great resignation as, it call, as it's called for knowledge workers, we, um, you know, we're seeing like the great compensation increase um, as a, a companion to that um, phenomenon that's happening um, in the environment today. Um, we're definitely keeping a close eye on it um, internally. And, um, you know, we'd hate to have compensation be a reason that somebody stops working on this mission to go, um, you know, try to solve another problem. So it's something that's definitely top of mind for us um, internally as well. So Katie's both on the platform for gig workers, but also internally for the employees. Yeah. And I like that, the great compensation increase. That's add to the great, you know, resignation and all the others. So, so I guess, so you see that where people come into your office and say, hey, I got an offer, give me X. And then you have to worry like, all right, I got to give her a counter offer. So I guess that's, that's the we new world. We have some tough now, decisions right? to make at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, 
from my uh, perspective internally, it's really important just to stay ahead of it, to be very well educated on, you know, what the current market rate is um, for all of the roles, um, you know, and really for all of the regions now as well as we're, you know, in this distributed environment. And for us, that includes multiple countries and um, certainly almost every state in the, in the United States. And what we're seeing is that um, it's really moving from, um, sort of a, a generalized regional um, approach to compensation to sort of more, um, I would say like micro regions. Um, and you really do have to be um, that granular and um, not only think about like what's happening in the market today, but, you know, think about it in, you know, at least six months increment increments or, you know, it should be forward thinking about it as well to stay on top of it. Along those lines, Katie, uh, I'm also curious, uh, Young, your comments as well. Are you seeing any trends that we're not reading about in the mainstream media or might be counter to what you've been reading in mainstream? Are you seeing any trends that other people haven't picked up on yet? I mean, I would say, you know, the, I would say that really the the great resignation to me, um, at least from a knowledge worker perspective, I think it's misnamed. It's it's the great compensation increase. It's the great reshuffle. I think we did see like a period of time um, in 2020 when a substantial part of the workforce, predominantly millennials, exited the workforce to become things like travel bloggers and homesteaders and, um, you know, uh, YouTube and TikTok influencers and, and um, think, you know, things of that nature. It's true that those folks haven't come back, but the workforce, I think, has increased to compensate for that loss. And so we're not seeing so much a lack of talent um, in, in the market. What we're seeing is a, just a very competitive, um, tight market. So, you know, folks are coming to us with you know, five, six, seven offers, you know, already on the table, but they're still, you know, taking new interview processes. So they're taking a long time to make a decision and going through, um, you know, at least five or six interview processes before they actually, you know, make a decision. And, and on the older people, you know, the 50 plus crowd, uh, we're hearing that there's early retirement, et cetera, but there's also inflation at, on the on the horizon, and then we hear that people don't have enough money saved for retirement. And I'm wondering, are any of those people, the 50 plus, coming back? And we're not really hearing about it. Are you seeing anything in 50 plus? I mean, certainly on our platform. The platform, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, are some of them like kind of like re-entering or supplementing their retirement income by by using your platform? Absolutely. I believe it was one of the biggest growing segments of Winolawars um, recently. What kind of jobs can they do? I mean, I know some of them may have some physical limitations. What sort of jobs do they seem to be getting? We have, um, you know, really great merchandising jobs um, on the platform. Um, you know, the, the lighter, you know, pick, pack and ship. Um, I think, you know, we're seeing them in those types of jobs. Young, you may have something to add here. Uh, yes, I mean, a lot of the jobs um, that do not necessarily require a lot of physical exertion. Um, so, you know, in addition to the jobs that Katie mentioned, there's a lot of logistics related, um, you know, driving, delivering. Um, so things that can be done quite easily and flexibly, uh, those are 
the types of jobs that we see them engaging. And one of my questions, because you describe the platform as for industrial job types, and what we're seeing obviously is the technology that's used in industry, whether it's AI or you know other types of uh, robotics and other types of technology, requires different types of education, reskilling. We're seeing vocational schools actually doing more in this area. Are you connected to those vocational schools? Are you connected to entities that are doing this type of education or reskilling of the workforce to, to get them ready for these disruptive technologies? I shouldn't call them disruptive, they're already here, but um, to, to kind of get that future workforce ready for what the world's going to look like, say in five years with autonomous vehicles and robotics and all this technology. Yeah, so at the moment, uh, not as extensively as you described, but it's definitely on the roadmap. Uh, so we have a team that's focused on what our partnership strategy is going to be like with, you know, the companies that are really helping, you know, uh, workers up leveling their skill sets in those areas. So that's an area that we're very excited about. Is, are there, just as a follow-up, are there particular um, technologies that you're seeing more you know, prevalent in the industrial jobs, whether it's artificial intelligence or some other type of technology that if you were to recommend a certain type of scaling, you're seeing this as, as a trending skill that's going to be needed. Yeah, even in the industrial sector, uh, what's driving a lot of the, those innovations are really uh, underlying softwares. So um, the still the most demanding um, you know, uh, types, types of skills are around software development mm -hmm. that can be then applied to industrial innovations. So um, I, would, I would say that it's still learning kind of the software languages and then programming and coding. Um, that's probably an area that we will uh, see if we can get a lot of adoption from the, the, the workers that are on our platform. And uh, I know we're coming near the end of our, uh, our time together. And this is just sort of a random question. I, I had a few of my undergrad students that did summer jobs at Amazon and they all got fired. Uh, they all got fired by text. They never knew their managers. They didn't get any support like, hey, you're not doing well. Let's you know work this out. It was just sort of like, eh, you didn't hit your numbers and you're gone. And it just thought it was sort of a cruel place. And I'm wondering, do you ever get feedback from your Winola words that they could look at just to sort of share what's it like to work at some of these gigs that they've gotten so that you can kind of get a sense that this is a great place and you know this is uh, I don't know uh, do you ever look into that where they can give some cross feedback absolutely so we on our app uh, we have a very um, very much like real-time feedback loop so every time a worker a Winola worker does a job they they can uh, share feedback on on that day's uh, work and so we have an instant feedback on, well, at this job, this location, this manager was, you know, you know, gracious or not so professional, which then we can take and then share with the, the customer. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if you think about the feedback loop that companies usually provide or receive, it's, you know, usual like performance, um, you know, review cycles are maybe once a year and most like twice a year. Uh, but in, in our case, it's on a daily basis. Um, so our customers actually really appreciate that because oftentimes they don't know exactly what's going on in the frontline operations. And uh, it gives them the real-time view on like our workers being treated fairly, are, are they being appreciated? Are they getting the proper instructions? All this feedback is like shared through uh, our platform. Thank you. 
Hey, just one last question before we we we, we head out. You have your you know, Katie Young, you have your fingers on the pulse of what's happening. For 2022, do you think it's gonna still be this hot job market, this great resignation, this great, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna steal this from you, Katie, but I'll attribute it to you, the great <laughs> compensation increase. Do you think that's gonna keep going for the foreseeable future? From my perspective, from a you know a talent acquisition yeah. perspective, yes, I, we are um, we're we baked into the same sort of um, trends into our you know modeling for our headcount planning this year, um, and we we expect it to go through twenty twenty two. That's why. And when you said you had you know people come in with so many offers, is it the tech mm -hmm. folks or is it just across the board? It's everybody across the board. Wow. Yeah, across the board. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Amazing. Well, this this is very lighting. I really appreciate Young, Katie, Casey, kind of sharing everything at Wanolo. Um, it sounds like a you know it's a great mission. It's taking care of people who need these roles, and and you're doing a great deed. You know, it's awesome. I mean, these folks without a platform like yours, it's tough. What are they going to do? So uh, I think I think you're great, doing great work, and I and I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing with us and the audience what what you're all about. And yet in closing, did we miss any great question that we forgot to ask that you're like, oh, they didn't ask this. Any <laughs> yeah. like final thoughts that we should yeah. be closing on? Well, I, I will do a quick plug if that's okay. Go for it. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. This year we are um, formally spinning up um, our Winola Work Community Fund. Um, it will be available for the public to donate um, into at some point. And we use these, uh, these funds to um, help folks that work on our platform who are in need. So for example, who are just hit by um, the recent um, tornadoes that, that came through. And um, to date, we've done a number of wonderful things for individual Winola Wars. So um, keep an eye out um, for that and for your chance to also help um but let us know i'll be glad to uh, to, to contribute it, it seems like you try to make it a family right it seems like you try to make this one as much as you can make a million people a family but it seems like you're making it a one big family huh absolutely i mean we're the whamily <laughs> i love it i love the whamily that's great that's awesome <laughs> well this is great thank you so much thank this, you this so really awesome. thank, thank you for being here thank you Hey, you know what? Can I, before we leave, can I can I ask you guys for a favor? So here's, you know, we've been now, it's so wild because like I met Mike and Tessa, and before you know it, we started a podcast. Before you know it, we've had like Bob Langer, the MIT billionaire from Co, you know, <laughs> from Moderna. We had Formula One race car driver CEOs. We've had Mark Takano, a congressman who's going, you know, push and put a bill for a four-day work week. And it's like mind-blowing how cool it is. And we're getting such great insights from people like yourselves. And 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 so we started saying, hey, maybe there's a way that we could kind of package everything we're learning and going to different companies and kind of sharing our knowledge. Um, would you be open? Because we don't have anything set up, but would you be gracious enough to give us like a test case where maybe we could kind of deploy some of the things we've been thinking about in terms of, you know, helping managers be more empathetic, you know, all, all the things that we're talking about to kind of give it a trial run to see if, if this is something that would resonate and would work, not only with your company, but if it works to kind of fine tune it and do that with other organizations as well. Absolutely. Okay. We, we cool. love Thanks. it. Bring, yeah, yeah, bring it on. Monthly uh, lunch and learn session, and then perhaps we can invite okay. you to uh, our monthly lunch and learn session and then perhaps you can test it out there. That'd be oh, great. great. 
That could be yep. fun. Uh, yeah. I guess in the interim, if you think about what would your top three things on the wish list want to be that we could think about, you know, maybe come in with some research or you know, tap into all the other interviews that we've done so we come prepared. But I guess think of three things in the wish list and we'll come with a little stocking. Yeah. <laughs> little stocking <laughs> Great. We love presents. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, and last, last final question. Where'd the name come from? Winolo, where'd it come from? It's work now locally. Um, so first two letters, and and basically that's what we stand for. You know, it's wow. all about work, and it's about now, and it's a local jobs, not virtual jobs. So, oh God, I would have never guessed that. That's a good trivia question. What's yeah. normal? <laughs> where so where in Pennsylvania are you are you based? Yeah. Uh, I am in you know suburbs of of Philly, in the main line. So. For the lunch and learn, is it all right if we pop in? Because I, my daughter oh, goes it's to- It's a virtual school. lunch and learn. Oh, just virtual, part. okay. We are, we're 100% virtual. My daughter goes to school there, so it gives me, it will give you an excuse to drop in <laughs> and just check on her and see what's going on. You just want so, hey, to tell his daughter. <laughs> Yo, Emma, I'm not being nosy. I just I have a business <laughs> meeting, so Okay. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you very much. And, and, you, we didn't talk about it, but young, you, yeah, you have great story too, man. It's hard to- do you sometimes feel how crazy it is? You come here, like I remember when we talked last, you said you, you spoke broken English, you couldn't even get a job doing anything, sweeping floors. And now look at you. Does that, does that like, do you kind of say, well, this is amazing. This is like, how did this happen? Yeah, I, um, I mean, to be honest with you, once again, I'm practicing my level five. What I'm battling is um, I have been dealing with uh, like glass half empty type thing mm -hmm. where, it's never like good enough for me. I feel like I have to, I have a chip on my shoulder. I have to always like constantly proving things out. And in, you know, I, I recently realized that it's driving everyone crazy, especially my <laughs> wife. She's like, look what you have done and you're still feeling like you haven't done enough. So I'm working on fully accepting it and appreciating what I have done and being grateful. Um, so yes, like I, I think it's amazing. I can see that my uh, daughters are very proud. Uh, my parents are proud. So I'm going to own it. Um, yeah, but I, I think I, there's a little bit more room that I so, can. Okay, so what's next? What's, what's the next? So excuse, having a chip on your shoulder, I think is a good motivation. Yes. I think that's a really great motivation too, that you'd be like pissed off and be just like, have that fire going to go to that next level. So where do you yeah, see I mean, Winola I, going? Yeah, I, I really want Winola to be a you know generational company where um, you know, if we were to be successful, um, you know, the 50% of the populations that are making less than $50,000, you know, they'll really, you know, if, if we, we were to ask any one of them and say, hey, what is one company that really cares for you and that thinks about you, like, they will all say, well, like, I, I want to get there uh, so that, you know, this population is really, like, visible and seen and heard in our society. And I, I think, um, that's something that I would love to get to, but you know, we, we're still in the early innings, and that we're we're very optimistic, um, and we're working hard towards that. You know, Young, I, I I've had your I guess syndrome, if you want to call it that, that glass half empty. And what I found helpful, we had a guest just last week, and she she really liked a book called uh, Conscious Leadership. And you can just Google it and look at images. And oh, I read it. I read that. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. But there might be Very some helpful familiar. things yeah. there. The other that I found really helpful was just writing a, a gratitude journal every day, even if it's for 30 seconds, just to kind of step back and be like, 
well, you know, I have enough. Like it, it's enough. And usually it's just that pause I found helpful and maybe that would help you as well. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I'll definitely follow through. I, um, yeah, last year I, I did that and then I kind of stopped. It's, the book is like literally in front of me right now. And, and now <laughs> I have to make sure I, I do it consistently. Well, speaking of books, any other books you recommend? Because we're finding out actually a lot of the leaders we speak to have some pretty decent book recommend recommendations. Anything else? Yeah, on I mean, your I, so Katie He's knows. Got a list. I, oh, He's yeah, got a list. He can go. He can send you over his list. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I read a lot of books, and uh, I, I still have like few. Like I, I read like three books at once, and I just rotate through them. Um, so yeah, right now the book that I'm reading is um, I'm, I'm just looking at my you know, the, the stacks that, that that's in front of me. There's a book called Design to Grow. It's about how to implement design thinking to entire organization, how to make everyone believe that they're the designers, even, you know, those that are in sales or engineering. Um, I have a book called Temp. Uh, it's, it's a historical book about temp uh, workers. Uh, and then I have a book um, that's called uh, Risk. Uh, it's all about how to define and think about risks. Um, so, yeah, I, happy to share the list. Well, we love that. I, I read all the time. I'm like you. I have like five and I just, I rotate them like TV shows. <laughs> well, excellent. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You and definitely, the show. Yeah, thank you so much. This is really great. And yeah, I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, to invite us to that, uh, you know, that uh, uh, uh lunch or however you kind of lunch and learn we're all going to pack our own bologna yeah. sandwiches and eat together on zoom <laughs> excellent well thank oh, you very helpful. much thank okay. you everyone thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you everybody bye